Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. The Super Bowl matchup is all set, and if you were with us before Championship Sunday, you probably had a profitable weekend. We'll see if I have the discipline to not bet the Pro Bowl tomorrow. Welcome into Early Odds. I'm not in a rush to bet the Super Bowl side because I'm not expecting much line movement, and I don't have a strong opinion as far as the side goes. KC favored by one point. It's probably going to continue to bounce around in that one to two point range. The total quickly jumped up from 51 all the way up through 54 to 54 and a half. Some sharper people out in Vegas telling me that the ceiling there where the buyback will happen is probably at the 55 number. So something to monitor throughout the week. Some of those fun entertainment props starting to pop out there. There's Gatorade, Demi Lovato's Anthem, her hair color, her outfit, Shakira's first song, J-Lo's first song. Will they show Jay-Z on TV? How about Roger Goodell, Drake, Kaepernick? Will a fan run onto the field? Will there be a marriage proposal on the field? All this stuff makes the Super Bowl so fun, and I'm one to get as much action down as possible on this one day of the year. It's a blast. I'll be going over today's college hoop slate with Eli Hershkovich. He's killing it once again. If you haven't paid attention, we're talking 60% for Eli. He's been doing that a lot over the last few years. But first, every week on You Better You Bet on Radio.com, pro better Bill Krakenberger joins us. And Bill is just such a great Jersey character, and the man can talk. He joined us this week from the Westgate Superbook out in Las Vegas, and he dished out a few props. Take a listen. This will be uh, the Becca, and I have bet 20, 30 props here when they when they first opened the lines in the past. And, you know, I'll bet the overs early and the unders late. That's what any experienced uh, sharp will do a lot of times. Uh, so every year it's changing. It's kind of returning to the mean where they're actually betting sometimes the unders because the sports books with anticipation of people betting certain things will skew things certain ways. But 
just to give you an example, let's see if I can look at it here. The first ones I'm looking at here, I mean, this is the most popular ones for the wise guys every year. They always want to bet, will there be a safety? No. And will there be overtime? No. Well, of course, these guys at the Westgate, they know what's going on with the overtime and the safeties. So there was a safety was the first score of a game in the Super Bowl, you know, five years ago, whatever it was. So it's minus nine to one. Previous years, that's been minus seven to one. They don't want that action here. They, they, they want the other way, if anything. Will it be go to overtime minus 14 to one? I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it that high. You, usually the no overtime is, is less than that. I won't be laying 14 to one. That's for sure. You know, if you're laying 14 to one on a prop, even if you have a good advantage on that prop, now you have to win 14 bets just to get your money back. That's a hard one for me to take. However, I do like one here. My first prop of the year I'll be giving anybody will be right here on this show. Nice. And, uh, I actually, went, I actually went, went and made a bet on it. The shortest uh, made field goal, 28 and a half yards. The under, I, I like under. I think there'll be a shorter field goal than that. I, I, I could see there be a, uh, a shorter field goal. So, listen, I didn't bet a lot on it, but um, they take like three grand. No, none of these sports books really take giant bets, but also there's player to score uh, first touchdown of the game. I, I, I'll just tell you, too, on these particular kind of uh, MVP, a lot of them are, have a lot of juice in them. So that means, you know, it's like 20, 25% compared to other sports bets where only, you know, 6% or 4.5% if you bet something straight. But however, uh, they have had, they've had some action here on uh, Coleman on San Fran. He went from sixteen to one down to twelve to one, and uh, you know I, I actually text my guys, and that would be the the one bet right now that they see uh, that that's actually maybe overpriced there a little bit. Sixteen to one might be a good might be a good price. And I'll tell you another thing too. I know it, it, it's a really long shot here. Player to score first touchdown, Garoppolo thirty to one. I mean, that's worth throwing a few bucks on, even if it's like, you know, 10, 20 bucks just to, you know, for, for yourselves. But so there's some uh, interesting stuff. And you can see I get I'm actually pretty excited here. I'll be in New Jersey. I'll be uh, up at the Meadowlands for a couple of days. I'll be down in South Jersey uh, for most of my trip. But I think the proposition bets there are, are really I think they're worth more than Las Vegas. Uh, last year I was there when we filmed action on Super Bowl Sunday and I, I couldn't get enough bets down. I, I, I honestly couldn't bring enough money. So it's it's that good there. DraftKings, I, I know they had some great props there. They had the Gatorade colors, stuff, stuff that they really don't have in Vegas. Uh, I found that Draft. Matter of fact, DraftKings just put up the odds on the Oscar award, which they don't book here in Vegas, but they do book there in Atlantic City or in New Jersey. So that should be fun. Uh, DraftKings, listen, there's small limits. I know they are. I understand. A lot of pros and sharps probably get on me. Why are you promoting DraftKings? Not that I'm promoting them. Listen, I can bet three, 400 bucks a prop, and I know I can re-bet them. I did it last year. I bet 3000 on some props that had $300 max bet. So it, it should be fun. I look forward to it. Steve Stone has nothing on Bill Krakenberger, pro better. Joins us every week on You Better, You Bet. I actually had to cut a few minutes out of that one answer. Now, you know we're still eight days away from Super Bowl Sunday, and a lot of you out there making that transition, going from all your focus being on the NFL and college football, 
going over to basketball a little bit. And when I want to bet on college hoops, I turn to one man. His name is Eli Herskovich. He's an executive producer and host of You Better You Bet on the Radio.com app. I'm on that show two to three times per week. And we crush Eli on a daily basis. He's a good sport, and once in a while he'll play along. Most of the time he does not. How you doing, Eli? Good, Joe. Uh, hopefully there's none of that today. Just want to talk <laughs> college basketball. That's what I was promised here. Yes, we are limited on time, so you know I'm all business when it comes to early <laughs> odds on 670, the score. Now, I, I want to follow up on something I just mentioned. You have all these people making the move over to the college basketball into the NBA after focusing on football for months and months. Have you noticed in the last week or two any change in rapid line movement in the direction of favorites because maybe there's more public money coming in right now? Yeah, there's no question. And you're going to start to see bigger handles regardless when you get some of the bigger ACC matchups. It might not be Duke-North Carolina like it is in years past because UNC star freshman Cole Anthony is out indefinitely, but matchups like that. Michigan, Michigan State, for instance, even though it doesn't have the hype of years past either, big conference matchups, the handle is going to go up, and therefore you're going to see more public money and and bets filing as a result. So the bigger the handle, the bigger the movement in terms of the line, and, and you can take advantage of that, especially in conference play. All right, we've got six games to go over. You ready? Let's rifle through these, okay? Let's do it. All right, starting this morning, okay, locally, 11 a.m., We've got number 21, Illinois, going to Ann Arbor to take on Michigan. The Illini looking for the season sweep and looking to make it six straight wins. Yeah, it's a great point that you brought up because while Illinois played in this game, a similar game on earlier in the week at Purdue because they blew up Purdue at home, and you saw a lot of action on the Boilermakers earlier in the week because it was a good bounce-back spot, a good revenge spot for Purdue, but they just didn't have the offense to match up. Uh, the line was minus six full game, minus three first half, and Purdue didn't cover either of those, so Illinois came out on top on both fronts. Now Illinois goes to Michigan in, in a similar spot. Like you mentioned, Isaiah Livers, Michigan's best score, is questionable for the matchup. I get that, again, Illinois has some matchup advantages in this game, especially uh, if you look at their size, it's a little bit similar, but Kofi Coburn up front for the Illini against Teske from Michigan, who seems to get in foul trouble. And if, if that comes into play in this one once again, Coburn should dominate like he did against Purdue. But I expect Teske to have a bounce-back game uh, from that original matchup, the first matchup between these two teams in Champaign. And then a word you know I love, uh, Joe, is regression. And yes. I, I like to bet on regression in conference play, especially in the second of two matchups between two Big Ten teams or two interconference teams, whomever. And Michigan's three-point shooting has regressed in a negative sense mightily uh, after that Illinois game and so on. But I expect it to bounce back at home. Michigan has lost four or five games, and the one game they covered during that stretch was a double overtime win against Purdue. So whether it's Xavier Simpson attacking the basket or Teske early on to set up a three-point shooting. I like Michigan to cover on a short line. Early in conference play, the Illini are showing that they can get the job done. Would you consider Illinois at a future of 80-1 to or any other type of number? You know I would, and I'm possibly going to pull the trigger myself. The result against Michigan, yeah. It doesn't matter in terms of where 
the the odds are going to go. I don't expect the eighty to one or a hundred to one. If you get a better number at a, at a certain book, I don't expect it to move even if they lose this game because it's against a Power Five team and all Michigan isn't as good as, as it's been in years past. They're still likely going to make the tournament if they can make a little bit of a second-half run, which I would expect once Livers uh, returns. So Illinois this year is much different than it's been in years past. They scale back on ball pressure, which is a Brad Underwood trait on the defensive end, and it's allowed them to prove overall defensively. They're, they're good inside primarily, even though a uh, majority of their opponent's points do come in the paint. Kofi Coburn is a big difference maker. In that regard, the star freshman can rebound the ball, can block shots, and is also fantastic on the other end inside. And then you have two great guards with Trent Frazier and Io DeSunmu. And DeSunmu's decision to stay in college rather than go to the NBA, either be a second-round pick or uh, have to go to the G League, whichever, has really paid dividends for Illinois, especially, again, on the, de- on the defensive end. He's a great ball stopper. Uh, he could defend really two through four against some smaller fours, and he's also fantastic off the bounce. So Illinois has the pieces to make a run in March, and if you get them at 80-1, to 1, and let's say they get a seven seed or a six seed, which I've, I think are still two options that are in play for the Illini, there's value there. So Eli is in on the Illini but is he in on the Blue Demons? DePaul against St. John's. Our coverage begins right here on the score today at 1245. Now, DePaul had that big win last weekend, right? They take down Butler, but then, of course, the letdown spot against Creighton. They lose to them. What about today against St. John's? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that I wasn't on Creighton in that one. You know I love to fade. Or really we missed that one, man. That was <laughs> such an, a predictable spot, right? It was. Creighton was coming off a four-point win over Providence where they didn't look that impressive either. So I was a little wary of Creighton, and I, was, I didn't want to take the, take the bait because I thought DePaul might have been able to string together a couple wins in a row. But, of course, they lose that one by double digits, and the Blue Jays shoot lights out, which they typically do in Chicago. So this line hovering around three or four, and I think it's a little bit high even though DePaul lost at St. John's, so our event spot, a bounce-back spot, especially coming off that Creighton loss. But you're also talking about a desperate St. John's team that's yet to win in Big East play. And what they do best is, is create turnovers off ball pressure with some of their guards with Dunn and Rutherford. And in that last matchup, DePaul racked up 19 turnovers. So I think this game is going to be around a one-possession game. And again, St. John's is, is a very desperate team, even though they were able to beat DePaul earlier in the season and the Blue Demons have revenge on their minds. I'm leaning towards taking the points here with the Johnnies, uh, but it's just a lean as of now. Let's keep the local flavor going a little bit. Tonight, Notre Dame travels to fifth-ranked Florida State. The Knolls have won 16 of their last 17. Right, and I think that number is a little bit skewed. The, the winning streak has been impressive. Their lone loss over the last month-plus, month-and-a-half, was at Indiana by 16 points. That was when the Hoosiers were really rolling until they hit conference play and some tougher competition, dominating at home from three, obviously, which is where they're able to get the Knowles in that game. But when, if you look at Florida State's recent matchups and their recent victories, they won at Miami in overtime by four. They beat Virginia, who's obviously struggling, coming off a national title, by four points. They're typically inflated favorites at home, and that's where I think... Notre Dame could take advantage, coming off a home loss against Syracuse. 
uh, Florida State team that turns you over, but Notre Dame is actually number one in the country in terms of lowest turnover percentage on the offensive end of the floor, and they can also take advantage of Florida State uh, against a against the Florida State defense that does allow the three. Notre Dame is shooting around 35% from three, which is roughly top 100 in the country. So I would expect the Irish to be able to hang around in this game and mm-hmm. keep it within 10. All right, sounds good. Joe Ostrowski with Eli Herskovich, early odds. Sports Radio 670, the score. You might remember Eli on these airwaves a year ago at this time. He's executive producer and a host on You Better You Bet on the Radio.com app, something I'm a part of. Eli, let's move over to the Big East. Uh, tipping off at noon, ninth-ranked Nova visiting Providence. What do you think? So Villanova has been rolling in conference play. They've won five straight games uh, their lone loss in conference play was at Marquette, and this is a similar spot to me because uh, while Marquette was favored in that game, uh, Nova favored by roughly one or two points at Providence. Providence coming off three out of four losses in a row and back-to-back uh, at Creighton, like we mentioned earlier, and at Seton Hall. A, a close cover for Providence if you got the opening number of 9.5, but I know a lot of people that, that missed that cover if you got the closing line of 8.5 with Providence plus 8.5. I expect Providence to to win this game outright, so I would consider sprinkling a little bit on the money line, if you like, taking Providence as the home dog here. Uh, Providence defends the three-point line as well as any Big East team within the conference, and that's where Villanova relies on its three-point shooting, and that's where teams like this can really get into trouble in March. When you think about the NCAA tournament, when you rely so much on one facet offensively, and if you're off that game, you could be in trouble. So a desperate Providence team at home, uh, a Providence team that has a a big, or not massive, but can match up with Villanova size-wise, I would expect uh, Providence to control the glass in this one and and slow Villanova down a little bit in terms of their three-point shooting in transition. I like Providence here as the home dog. Eli, I'm not sure that you have a pick in this next one, but it's a game I really want to address because I'm going to be watching this. I'm looking forward to it. It's a pair of top 20 teams in one of the Big 12 SEC Challenge games of the day. Number 15, BBN, Kentucky at 18th ranked Texas Tech, the fighting Chris Beard, your favorite coach in the nation. How do you handicap this one? You're right, Joe. Uh, you can't make fun of me for, for that. I really do love Chris Beard. I can't wait to see what he does in March. Is probably uh, around an eight or nine seed. We'll probably make another run here, like the last two seasons. But this line hovering around four, with Texas Tech being favored by four, and I get it. Tech is coming off uh, a loss at TCU, uh, and before that, back-to-back wins. So this could be a time where you see the Red Raiders start to make a little bit run as as March Madness. Uh, approaches here, but Kentucky is is starting to get hot as well. And Tyrese Maxey, remember that name, especially if Kentucky is roughly uh, a four seed or so in March, maybe a little bit higher. He could definitely lead Kentucky on a run, or even if they're able to make a run here down the stretch and get a, a higher than a four seed. I'm leaning towards taking the points with Kentucky. I know Texas Tech would seem a, uh, to be an appealing play because of the bounce back spot, but uh, in this match again. Uh, Kentucky has a major size mismatch against Texas Tech. Now, the Red Raiders' interior defense should be able to keep Kentucky out of the paint, which is where they excel. But at the same time, if Kentucky is able to push the tempo, 
Texas Tech does get into foul trouble, and they do allow their opposition to get to the free throw line a ton, which is where Kentucky thrives with Maxie and Higgins. I would take the points here, leaning taking the points here with the Wildcats. All right, tonight, top-ranked Baylor. Their only loss of the season back on November 8th against Washington. That was game two of the year. Baylor visits Florida tonight. I'm feeling really comfortable here taking the Gators as a roughly a one-point dog. We're, we'll see where this line closes at. But this line, again, it's, it's, it's not to say that it's inflated because, again, they're showing respect to Florida and the fact that Baylor, who, like you mentioned, hasn't lost since earlier in the season, is just a one-point favorite or roughly a one-point favorite at Florida. But Baylor has been susceptible uh, in some of their recent matchups. If you think about uh, Oklahoma on Monday, where they, they nearly lost that game. Oklahoma nearly took that one to overtime, even though Baylor was up double digits throughout that second half or around double digits. They had to come back and backdoor at Oklahoma State last Saturday. So I understand that they were undervalued a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago at Kansas, but this line is telling me, and you have to play numbers, not teams, especially in college basketball. Florida coming off that loss against LSU, one of the luckiest teams in college basketball. Florida starting to get hot as well, starting to maybe not live up to preseason expectations, but they're starting to get right offensively. And against a Baylor team that is susceptible down low, similar to a couple of these teams that I brought up, Florida also has a size advantage with Baylor lacking a healthy Tristan Clark. I like the Gators here at home in a bounce-back spot against the Baylor team that is due to regress from three as well. All right, that's Eli Herskovich, executive produce and host on You Better You Bet Radio.com. Eli, I should have mentioned this from Jumpstart. Uh, tell the people how your season has gone and then quickly uh, do a recap on your picks on those six games we just went over. It's been a fantastic season, Joe. As of right now, I'm around. I'm up, I'm up around 30 units, which is the best I've ever been. So oh, you show wanna, me your units. <laughs> if you want to hashtag fade Eli, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that uh, to that strategy. Yes, uh, you on, would. On if I texted you that I was going against all of your picks, you would not be happy. It's your choice, Joe. And I if know. you lose all the, that's okay too. That that makes me even happier because you faded and you lost. But. This has been a, a fantastic college basketball season for me, and it's because I decided to decrease volume in non-conference mm. play in December, which has been the toughest, the toughest month for me uh, over the last three or four years when I've been uh, capping college basketball religiously. So I've been profitable overall more because of that, and I've, I've gotten a little bit more heavier in, in volume uh, in conference play, and that's, that's made a, a big difference in terms of my overall success this season. And then recapping uh, the way I'm capping these games, I like Michigan against Illinois, but that doesn't take uh, away from the fact that I wouldn't mind an Illinois investment in the futures market. I would lean towards St. John's at home as well. I like Notre Dame at Florida State. I like uh, Providence at home against Villanova. I would lean Kentucky at Texas Tech, and I like Florida at home against Baylor. All right. Sounds good, Eli. And if you don't follow Eli on Twitter, you should. By his name, at Eli Herskovich, there may be a fake account out there or two. So be careful. (laughs) The the man has over 11,000 followers. He told me last weekend he got 1,000 followers. But you post your picks every single day. So if they're interested, it's all available for free. And on You Better You Bet, right? Right. You got to follow at You Better You Bet. Joe hates how much I say it, but I'll say it again. Follow at You Better You Bet. 
on Twitter. It is a fantastic resource and some great video content out there, too. All right. Thank you, Eli. Well, you know I'll be bugging you to do this again, okay? All right. Thanks, Joe. Can't wait for next weekend. A full Super Bowl breakdown on the sides. Total props. Early odds next Saturday. You better you bet on Sunday, 9 to 11 a.m. Myself, Danny Parkins, Nick Costos, right here on Sports Radio 670. The score. Also here on The Score, inside the clubhouse, discussing Sox Fest. Up next. Good luck, guys. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.